Hello, hello. Welcome to episode number nine of the Blue Shoes Fitness Radio podcast. Uh, today we're talking about the struggle to find motivation. And I'm going to start off this episode by telling you that I just made a huge mistake a few minutes ago, and that is that prior to recording this episode, I ate a bunch of frozen grapes, and so my mouth is... Uh, it's it's pretty frozen feeling right now. So um, if some of my words come across as a little bit slurred, um, it's because I'm fighting a frozen mouth over here. So that's what's going on. All right, that's what uh, I guess that's my super exciting intro for today's episode. Uh, the big uh, topic that we're talking about today is the struggle to find motivation uh, in this time where all of us kind of find ourselves in, and maybe you are the exception. I uh, certainly am not, but if you're anything like me this time period has been a really weird uh, couple, and of course the the whole shutdown and everything has been a weird couple of months, but even just the last maybe month or so where it feels, the weight of, of our situation feels uh, uh, you know, very heavy at this point in trying to figure out, okay, what do we do sustainably moving on from here? It's no longer just a matter of surviving, uh, especially in terms of your, your, not just your fitness goals, but your health goals overall and making sure that you're staying healthy and strong in this time. Uh, it's no longer a matter of just trying to maintain where you're at and to kind of ride it out. A lot of it now is a matter of realizing wow like this this could be going on for a while and how do i make the most out of this time how do i uh, continue to move forward and to make progress in some fashion or another moving on and a lot of that process at least for me has has resulted in a well the title of this episode has, has resulted in a struggle to find motivation in this time and so i wanted to share some of my thoughts of how i've kind of been working on overcoming this struggle and how you can do the same so as a brief intro to all of this we have to talk about what what motivation even is and how a lot of times uh if, if you look on youtube and I, I have watched so many of these videos and and i still do because i think they're somewhat entertaining and exciting uh maybe not for the sake of motivation so much but um if you look on youtube and type in you know fitness motivation or fitness inspiration or workout motivation things like that you will find thousands and thousands of compilation videos with some overlaid audio of uh, somebody like Tony Robbins who's just given a really powerful motivating speech or maybe there's a, a popular one by Will Smith um, and there's, there's a couple other big ones where uh, it's just it's exciting it's powerful and it makes you want to you change the world it makes you want to do something and a lot of the times uh, those videos just have millions of views uh, from millions of people who are looking for motivation um, but we have to remember that long-term sustainable motivation doesn't come from just watching a, a video uh, of some kind. It, it comes ultimately from getting results. And there's this uh, cycle that can spin either direction, and it's kind of up to you on which direction you want to spin th this, this cycle. And the cycle is the, the results uh, which lead to uh, motivation, which then lead to further results, and and there's a couple of steps in between, right? Like taking action, um, and interpreting those results, and all of that kind of stuff too. But um, it ultimately comes down to uh, your uh, the results that you're getting, and if you're doing the right things in order to achieve those results. 
Um, and so that's that's something that can can go a long way when it comes to finding motivation is not just a matter of watching videos or, or trying to get new ideas for your workouts or new meal prep ideas, things like that. Um, a lot of it is going to come down to um, what's going to actually get you better or more results or as we'll talk about here, what's going to get you not just better or more results, but results that are more meaningful to you. Um, and I think that's really the crux of all this too. It's not just a matter of, of doing more or doing better. A lot of it's a, a matter of connecting the dots between what's actually important to you versus what you're doing in order to, um, to get results and things like that. So, uh, Today we are going to be talking about three uh, different things that you can change, three different adjustments um, that you can change in order to uh, kind of find this motivation by way of getting better, more, or more meaningful results, um, all of this here too. Um, and and the big idea with all of this is there there tend to be three different camps that you might fall into at this point. Um, the the first camp that a lot of people are in, and this might be you, is you might not be getting any results at all. And of course, that's not going to be motivating, right? If you're putting in all this work and all this time and effort and maybe money, maybe you're paying for coaching or um, uh, access to a fitness app or uh, you know you're buying all these books or programs, all that kind of stuff. Um, you might be uh, spending a lot in in of yourself in terms of your your money your time your energy things like that and if you're not getting results of course that's not going to be very motivating um the second camp that you might be in which i think a lot more people are probably in this camp than they would realize and this is definitely one that i've been in um and this is the the camp of maybe you're not sure if you're getting results or not um and this sounds uh, maybe a little bit interesting of thinking, wait a second, how would you not know that you're getting results? Um, but a lot of times, and, and think about maybe especially early on in your own uh, fitness career, uh, or maybe not career, but your fitness journey. Um, it's been a fitness career for me, but uh, your fitness journey and likewise my own fitness journey of where you kind of are maybe on autopilot to an extent where you're doing things in your workouts, you're doing things in your nutrition, in your dieting, um, in your overall lifestyle, you're making some changes that maybe you're just doing them because you feel like those are the right things to do. Uh, maybe it's not because they're actually targeted toward any specific goal. Maybe you just kind of are in a boat where you're just doing things because you have this general understanding that you're supposed to eat uh, more whole foods and less junk foods. Or maybe you're supposed to do squats, uh, bench presses, and deadlifts and not so much on the uh, uh, single joint accessory movements like biceps curls or extensions or things like that. Um, maybe you just have this general idea that uh, of what it is that you should be doing or shouldn't be doing, but maybe you don't really feel too connected to that, um, especially with your goals. And then you go, wait a second, this... I don't really know what I'm supposed to be measuring here. Uh, I'm not really trying to lose weight, so am I supposed to be measuring strength? Or maybe you've been measuring strength, but you are trying to lose weight and you're not really doing all the things that connect uh, your your methods to your goals, which is what we're going to talk about here in a second. Um, so that might be a camp that you're in of not really sure if you're getting results. Um, and the third camp, uh, again, one that a lot of people might find themselves in and not really realize is maybe you're getting results, but you still don't feel motivated. Um, maybe you are uh, losing weight and it still isn't really doing the trick for you. Or maybe you are noticing that you're getting stronger or that your clothes are fitting better or that you just are less tired throughout the day. Um, and these are all great things, but if you're in a position where you're not feeling motivated by those things, again, this kind of ties us to that idea that maybe what you are doing is not actually connected to what's important to you. Um, and so we're going to kind of attack all three of these 
different camps, no matter where you're at in terms of your results versus your motivation here. Um, we're gonna g I'm going to give you a, a three separate ideas of what you can change or adjust when it comes to uh, your, your current approach to, to fitness right now. So without further ado, we're going to get right into these and we're just going to knock them out and uh, give you some real practical tips that you can uh, walk away with and, and have some fun with. Um, so we got to have some alliteration in all of this, right? So you're going to see that here in a second. Uh, the first thing that you can change if you are struggling to find motivation is you can change your methods. Um, and this is uh, fairly straightforward. This is changing the things that you're actually doing. This is changing your workout style, changing your nutrition approach. Um, and and those are going to be you know two of the big things uh, for that too. But uh, a, a third uh, side of this is doing things that just overall uh, kind of throw a, in, in a good way, throw a wrench in your system where it kind of knocks you out of autopilot. It takes you off cruise control. Um, and I guess the easy way of, of stating that is just doing things that interrupt your schedule a little bit. Uh, and so kind of walking through this here, changing up your workout style. If you are uh, just so bored with your workouts, that is probably not going to lead to a great workout. So that might be a good place to change things up. If you have always been doing the classic bodybuilding, you know, four sets of 10, uh, on all of your big on your compound lifts and you've been doing a push pull leg split um, and you've been doing you know running that for six days a week and it takes you an hour to go through your workouts maybe it's time to change up any of those variables maybe it's time to change up your reps or your workout split or the types of exercises that you're doing you know if you're typically and and quarantine uh, shutdown stuff has been kind of a maybe a, a forceful way of experiencing this but maybe you're used to using machine at the gym or uh, cables or barbells or things like that but you don't have any of that at home maybe you have a couple of sets of dumbbells or some random 20 pound kettlebell or something like that or maybe a set of bands um, that, that this can be a great way to kind of uh, have built-in variety where you're using uh, different versions of exercises or different equipment to achieve the same uh, results from your exercises so um, changing out your workout styles can be a great way of doing that same thing if you've been focusing on hypertrophy training uh, versus strength training versus endurance versus uh, mobility training things like that um, obviously you can overlap a lot of those but uh, if you've been focusing on one over another uh, this might be a great time to switch things up a little bit uh, same thing with your nutrition approach uh, if you have been eating the exact same way for any length of time uh, for me I've pretty much up until all of this over the last couple months have been eating the exact same way not always the exact same things but the exact same approach to my nutrition for years and years and years i've been eating four meals a day uh, most of those meals end up being somewhere between five and seven hundred calories at a time um, they all have 30 to 40 grams of protein or so um, I, I typically eat them at around the same time of day my breakfast is always the same my lunch is typically the same uh, snack is always the same and then dinner is kind of the wild card for me so changing up that approach uh, again you have any number of variables within that when you start looking at your overall approach to nutrition of how many meals are you eating per day um, how big are those meals uh, both volume wise and calorie wise uh, you can include protein in on that as well um, are there some meals that you are just genuinely bored of uh, that might be a great way to uh, kind of uh, experiment a little bit go on Pinterest and and uh, if you haven't visited my Pinterest board it's just under Blue Shoes Fitness but it is um, a good time uh, I have a big uh, board that's all about meal prep and meal prep ideas and whether that's you know the big extensive meal preps or if it's just little recipe ideas and things 
like that. Uh, super fun, super good stuff. So go check that out for sure on Pinterest. Just look up Blue Shoes Fitness. Um, so uh, changing up your nutrition approach. Why is this helpful? It's not that there's any inherent benefit to, uh, for example, if you've been eating a certain number of meals per day, if you all of a sudden switch to intermittent fasting where now you're eating half as many meals or maybe you're doing OMAD and you're only eating one meal a day, things like that. Um, there's no inherent benefit to doing that, aside uh, physiologically anyway. Um, the, the big benefit might just be psychological and I don't want to uh, undermine that by saying just, you know, it might just be psychological, uh, but really that psychological component can have a big, big impact on the sustainability of kind of where you're headed in terms of your results, which are going to lead to that motivation. So your nutrition approach is, uh, is a really big deal for that. So if you haven't really analyzed your um, your nutrition approach, your the way that you kind of uh, attack your your macros and your calories and your meals and uh, what kinds of foods you're eating and when you're eating and all that kind of stuff. This might be a good time to reassess on that level. Um, and then finally, just doing things that kind of interrupt your schedule. Um, a lot of these workout and nutrition changes will do that. Um, but just even thinking about uh, non-fitness types of things of looking at your sleep. Um, looking at your overall stress levels and the kinds of activities and the ways that you are spending your free time, things like that. That has probably changed quite a bit since all of the shutdown stuff because if you were spending any length of time uh, being social, going out to eat, things like that, you're probably not doing quite so much of that right now. So that is changing your methods. That's what that looks like. Uh, second on the list, we have change your metrics. Um, and this is something that I have found to be wildly, wildly helpful for myself, um, but really for my clients, and especially for clients that come in with a goal of, of weight loss, and specifically in the form of fat loss, right? Um, but a lot of what we do initially in our uh, first couple weeks of coaching is talking about how fat loss is not just measured on a scale. Um, and that is... I, you know, if somebody comes and they say that they want to lose 30 or 40 or 50 pounds of body fat, um, chances are if that's their goal, then they probably have that kind of weight to lose. And going forward from there, over time, we should see the scale change, right? I mean, that, that would be, it's not just a matter of looking at different metrics at that point. It's a matter of, okay, we should be seeing scale progress and that's going to be a really good thing. But there are many other metrics that we can be measuring as we go along in order to make sure that we don't lose sight of what's really important and that we don't lose sight of what might be happening um, besides what the scale can tell you. Uh, let me get a drink of water real quick. I think my, my frozen mouth is, is officially defrosted here. Uh, side note, we've been teaching Amelia, who just turned one recently, uh, how to do the whole, uh, the tongue click and then the, uh, the ah sound, the ah. So she's been having a lot of fun doing that. So she's been uh, uh, just copying that and doing that all the time. All right. Anyway, so, uh, so looking at your metrics, um, a big question to ask yourself here is how are you measuring success? Um, or how are you measuring progress or results? Or you can sub in any word that you want to there. But um, but looking at how you're measuring that and, again, how that relates back to your goals, that's what all of this comes down to. Um, if you look at any of my posts on Instagram or Facebook or Pinterest or, or my blog or podcast or anything like that, if you look at any of that, it all comes down to connecting your methods to your goals. Um, and one of the best ways to assess how well those are connected is by way of your metrics. Um, and so that is uh, a, 
a really great starting point where you don't actually have to change anything. It's just a matter of looking at what you're what data you're collecting and if it's meaningful data and if it's telling you the full story or not. Um, so like I said, if you are working on um, losing body fat, um, it's not just a matter of looking at the scale. It's also a matter of how your clothes fitting, how are your workouts going. Um, and, and with that in particular, that is uh, something not to miss here. Uh, if your workouts are getting easier um, and you're, or maybe you're even getting stronger and you're able to do more uh, uh, volume overall or just heavier weights or heavier resistance in some way or another or more reps or however you measure progress there. If you're able to do all of that while maintaining your current weight or maybe you are losing weight in the form of body fat little by little and, and maybe you're not so excited about the rate at which you're losing it and you think you should be going faster, um, that might be a, a really great reality check of going, wait a second, I am in fact getting stronger while maintaining a lower and lower weight. Um, that is, uh, I, I got to figure out an expression that mean, that that's the positive version of this, but this is, this is the best way that I can put it. That is uh, burning the candle at both ends uh, in terms of your goal, and in this case, a good way, where you are not only doing what you're trying to do of losing weight in the form of body fat, but you're also getting stronger while doing it. And so uh, you're able to, your, your strength to weight ratio is, is increasing exponentially at that point. So anyway, that's a little bit of a tangent, but um, if you are uh, looking at all of your metrics here and figuring out, okay, what else can I be measuring and what other ways might I be making progress that I'm not currently aware of? Um, and so this really involves kind of uh, taking a zoomed out look. Uh, you know, if you take a, a third person over the shoulder view at your life and your goal and your progress, um, uh, looking at uh, how you're measuring success and how successful you're being with all of that. Uh, so the big picture with this here in changing your metrics is start measuring different things. Um, I've already mentioned quite a few in all of this too, but uh, another simple thing that you can measure, especially if you are not moving as much as uh, you may have been in the past, um, you know, prior to this year, um, is tracking your daily steps. And that's super easy if you just keep your phone on you all day or if you have some kind of a smart watch or something like that, it'll all automatically do that anyway. Uh, on an iPhone, it'll have the, the Apple Health app, just the little pink heart um, that'll automatically track your steps. That is a fantastic way of tracking your NEAT, your non-exercise non activity thermogenesis, um, and just talking about this idea of um, how active you're being outside of your workouts. Um, if you are spending yourself uh, uh, by being sedentary or by just going crazy in your workouts and that's affecting the other 23 hours every day, um, that might be an area to assess of looking at different metrics and all of that too. So, so okay, so far we have change your methods, change your metrics, and the third and final thing that we're going to talk about here is change your mark. And the big question here to ask yourself is what is your goal? And the follow-up to that once you have that listed out and once you have that kind of verbalized is why is that goal important to you? Why is it important to you? And that is a question that I ask every single uh, person that uh, applies for Blue Shoes Fitness uh, coaching and and that is uh, the, again, the crux of all of this is why is your goal important to you? Um, it's not just about what you feel like you should do. Um, it's a matter of why it's important to you and understanding maybe just as importantly why certain things aren't important to you. Uh, for example, when I was doing a lot of in-person training um, at uh, the last couple gyms that I worked at, and I guess this has happened online as well, but 
um, the being in person with people and, and having a visual, an immediate visual, um, kind of uh, really amplified this. But uh, sometimes you, uh, I would have somebody that would sign up for personal training, and we do our consultation session. We get you know, do a little meet and greet, show them around the gym, and then we'd ask, uh, uh, what What are your goals? You know, what what brings you into personal training? What What's getting you excited about starting a coaching program? And and sometimes uh, some of the people that would come in. Uh, if you know just by looking at them uh they might be carrying 50 100 150 even 200 maybe extra pounds of body fat on them but in our consultation a lot of times those people uh when they would talk about their goals would have uh no mention of uh of body composition or fat loss as a goal um and i got so excited whenever i would have conversations like that um and that was something that i think really kind of uh uh delineates maybe more experienced coaches from newer coaches um uh one of the uh, from a inside insider's view of a, of a coaching brain here one of the the things that can be a little bit tempting initially when you first start coaching is um setting goals for your clients. Uh, if you see somebody that weighs 400 or 500 pounds and uh, they are having a hard time moving, you might initially think, wow, they would be able to move so much better and they would feel so much better if they lost one or two or maybe 300 pounds. However, if they don't make any mention of that as being their goal, then that is not your job as a coach to impress that on them. Uh, that might be something that happens either as a byproduct of your training and of their goals that are important to them. Um, that may be something that you kind of work into as you go along, uh, but uh, it's not our job to uh, to set goals for our clients. And so a lot of times I'd have these conversations uh, and uh, they would lead to uh, just talking about uh, activities of daily living that might be difficult. And maybe it was related to their their weight and size and that was something that would come up in the conversation. Um, but a lot of times it was also just a matter of uh, wanting to be stronger in certain areas and wanting to be able to, for example, lift uh, a certain amount of weight overhead or to be able to uh, bend down to be able to pick something up off the floor, things like that. And so um, you can see that when somebody either comes in for a fat loss goal or maybe they, they don't mention that at all, um, all of these different kinds of goals can kind of meld together and that's what creates a great coaching program. And so uh, and so the idea of asking yourself that question of what's your goal and why is it important to you, um, if you have a coach and uh, a, or a trainer of some kind and they haven't asked that question uh, to you, that might be a, a, a good thing to bring up to them of talking about why your goals are important to you. If you don't have a coach and if you are if you are your own coach, um, you, then you need to be on both sides of that, of the asking side of it and the receiving side of it, of asking yourself, what are your actual goals? Not just what do you feel like you should be doing or based on your size or based on your appearance or based on uh, your perceived strengths or weaknesses. Um, don't worry about any of that. Just take a, a little bit of a deep dive into your own brain and your heart and look at what's actually important to you. Um, and that's going to be a great place to start because if you are working on things that are actually important to you, then that does a couple of different things. One, the, the whole process itself is a little bit more motivating and exciting to get through because you know that you're working on something that is of high value to you. Um, but it's also the fact that when you start achieving those results, right, we're talking about results equaling motivation, uh, then that's going to bring that motivation around and, and that will in turn uh, achieve uh, help you to achieve more results that are going to be more meaningful um, and that's a, a lot of what this kind of comes down to uh, and and if you want to kind of have a little bit of a takeaway uh, take home point on this here um, achieving results that don't matter to you will never be motivating that is never 
going to uh, be motivating. Uh, if your goal is uh, to do your first 10 push-ups in a row, um, then work on things that are going to help move the needle toward doing your first 10 push-ups. Um, it's not a matter of uh, uh, anything else at that point if those things don't matter to you. It's a matter of bringing it home and uh, really focusing in and dialing things in uh, on on what's important to you. So uh, those are the three things that we're talking about today, and I wanted to kind of finish this up with talking about how I've applied uh, some of these principles here. Um, but just as a quick recap, we're talking about the struggle to find motivation. How do you overcome that struggle? Well, there's a couple different ways that we've talked about and those three are changing your methods so changing the way that you're doing things in your workouts in your nutrition things like that uh, changing your metrics so looking at different variables different sets of data uh, different uh, well different metrics of how you're measuring progress and success and then changing your mark so looking at your goal asking if it's really important to you and if it's not then changing it changing your goal and that's totally okay um, one final note on the idea of changing your mark um, I like to think about this in terms of uh, uh, reading. I love reading, and I have a whole bookshelf um, that's probably half books that I've read and half books that I haven't read. Um, and I guess in that haven't read category, I would also put the books that I haven't finished. And for me, there's there's something that has always felt inherently wrong about starting a book and not finishing it. And so I have all these books that have all these little bookmarks in them, sticky notes as bookmarks. And... It used to really bother me of the idea of not having finished a book and then either giving it away or donating it or uh, get, getting rid of it somehow and, and just not having that closure on the book. Even if it was a book that I didn't particularly enjoy, even if it was a book that I didn't even want to finish, it just felt kind of wrong to not have finished it and to not have that closure. But that's something that... and in reading, I've come a long way in this as well, but in, in with your fitness goals as well. Um, if you're at a point where you are just so uh, sick and tired or maybe bored uh, is really what a lot of it comes down to with your current goals that you've been working on. For example, maybe you feel like you've been dieting for the last 10 years. That's probably a good sign that it might be time to change your goal. Um, even if that's just a temporary change, even if you just take a few months off of, uh, of whatever that goal was, um, you don't have to finish a goal if you are just so sick and tired and bored of it. Um, you can come back to it later. Just like with books too, you don't have to finish a book that you're not excited about finishing. Um, you can always come back to it later or if you find something along the way uh, in, a, in a different book or in a different workout program or you know, kind of combining these two thoughts here, um, you can uh, just continue along a totally new trajectory. Um, and again, making sure that it lines up with what's important to you. So anyway, so I have found that looking at all of these kinds of things over the last couple months has been important to me. So here's what I've done. So in the idea of changing my methods, um, I have currently been doing a lot of shorter workouts. Uh, Duration-wise, they, they've only been maybe even 15 or 20 minutes at a time. So I've been doing shorter workouts that are more frequent and they've been full body workouts as opposed to doing something like a push-pull leg split or just a vertical horizontal split or something like that which is what i've kind of alternated between uh, before um so 
prior to all of this when I was working out at the gym, which again is just a change in methods as well, um, I was doing lots of body part splits like I mentioned. Uh, they ended up being longer workouts. I was usually at the gym for an hour, an hour and a half or so by the time I did a warm up and cool down and all that kind of stuff. Um, and it certainly wasn't full body uh, workouts. And so that's been a big change for me and that's been just enough of an excitement to be able to keep things sustainable. Uh, on the nutrition side of things, I've almost entirely switched to eating like three or maybe three and a half meals a day uh, instead of the normal four that I was talking about at the beginning of all this. Um, I've typically been doing uh, three meals for the last couple months. Um, every once in a while, I'll have a small snack with the family um, uh, later on in the day. But, um, but besides that, I've been doing a, a later breakfast, um, a big lunch, and then waiting for dinner, and that's been good. And a lot of that has been because I don't need as many calories because I'm not moving as much. Um, and you might be in the same boat here too, where you can make some changes to your nutrition where it's not only going to be psychologically a little bit more exciting, where you kind of switch things up, you might be able to, and for me, that means having a little bit of a bigger uh, a calorie budget per meal as opposed to splitting it up four ways. It's only been three ways so far. Um, but it's also the fact that uh, physiologically some of these changes might be leading uh, to more progress and greater success in that way too. So that's the method side of it. Metrics wise, instead of just measuring how strong I've been getting and progressing on that or how lean I'm able to get and keeping track of my body fat percentage, um, which those things are still important to me, but because neither of those are uh, super optimal for my home workouts and the way that I've been eating and all of that, um, I've been focusing much more on the quality of my workouts themselves in, in creating muscular tension. Um, I've been working on the mobility side of things, um, in particular with uh, my hips and shoulders. Um, and then just, and, and this is going to sound kind of maybe a little bit ethereal and just a little bit up in the air here, but track with me on this, um, tracking my stress levels. Um, and in, I, I specifically really don't have a one metric that I've been tracking for stress. You know, I don't, I don't do, uh, uh, mindfulness or intentionality journaling or anything like that. Um, but a lot of it is just a matter of how uh, keeping tabs on how I interact with uh, my friends and family around me, um, how I handle stress or time crunches or things like that. Um, and so that's been a really great way for me to kind of uh, uh, dial things in on that side of it. And, and your overall stress levels, I mean, that is a huge umbrella that's going to affect just about everything that you do in your life. And so um, that's been a really important metric for me to take a look at. And finally, changing your mark. So uh, again, from a changing your goals side of things, um, instead of, like I said, working on strength training and in always wanting to increase strength or always wanting to work on hypertrophy training and building muscle, um, a lot more of what I've been working on has been a matter of function uh, as opposed to form, I guess, in this case, where it's not just about strength and hypertrophy. And now it's a lot about um, the, the quality of the workouts, the quality of the movement, and specifically working on a lot of core training, like uh, actual core training of, uh, of creating a stronger transition from upper body to lower body and so I've been doing a lot of compound movements that way of like combination kinds of moves um, and uh, a lot of unilateral training as well so because I can't do really heavy squats at home because I don't have any extra weight aside from uh, the bands that I've been using which have been perfect for the way that I've been using them uh, because I don't have all that extra weight um, 
you don't need as much weight when you're doing unilateral work like lunges or split squats or anything like that. And so I've been having a lot of fun working on the coordination side of it that way, as well as increasing or at least maintaining strength and hypertrophy on that side of things because you don't need as much tension uh, when you're doing unilateral stuff. So that's a great kind of tidbit there for you to take home in your own workouts too. If you feel like your weights are too light at home um, or your bands aren't heavy enough or anything like that, try doing one side at a time. Um, and that's going to give you uh, uh, some really great core uh, stability training as well as um, giving each side of your body a little bit uh, better of a, a run for its money in that way too. So that's what I've been working on and I have been really encouraged uh, alongside all of this. And even if it's just a matter of, and for example, right after I finish recording this here, I'm going to do probably three sets of 12 or 15 biceps curls, uh, maybe some hammer curls to follow it up, and that's going to be my workout for the day, and I am going to be so excited to be able to check that off my list and to be able to say, yep, I gave it a good workout today, um, because I know that that's been sustainable for me, um, and and that's not every day, right? It's not just about doing three sets of biceps curls every day. Um, that is just what I specifically have planned for today, and I'm uh, going to be equally excited to be able to write that off. Um, as uh, I would be if I had gotten in a full hour-long pull day that was going to be back and biceps and all of that too. So um, when you kind of work on some of these changes and you and you start um, adjusting things along the way, you start to uh, kind of value different aspects of your fitness and your health and all of that. Um, and for me, it's uh, like I said, it's a matter of staying strong and functional and being able to move and lift and bend and snap and all that kind of stuff so uh uh so it's all those kinds of things where um that's become uh currently my top priority and i've really been enjoying a lot of the training that i've been doing and it's been sustainable and that's really what counts in all of this is adherence and consistency and sustainability all three of those kind of go together too so that's what i got for you for today's episode thanks so much for listening and you know and i don't i I should probably start saying this maybe like partway through each episode too but you know that all these episodes come out of questions that you as the listener uh, submit and whether that's just a direct reply to the podcast itself whether that's through a dm on instagram for me or uh, a facebook messenger or an email or whatever it is all of these uh, podcast episode ideas come from you and I, I just wanted to say thank you so much for everybody who has already submitted lots of questions i have a little bit of a a cue for uh, some of the the episode ideas that i want to be talking about because it's clear that they're important to you and i see lots of themes that way and so that's been really cool to be able to put together that so uh, you'll be seeing some really neat uh, fitness and nutrition stuff coming up here shortly but uh, but yeah so thank you so much for submitting your questions you know how to reach me and um, being your your friendly neighborhood online fitness coach uh, uh, you can you can reach out to me anytime about anything and I'll do my best to, to give you some some helpful uh, some helpful help to help you reach your goals and maybe even in this case to help you find what your goals are so okay that's what i got for you for today i hope you have an awesome rest of your day whenever you're listening to this and we'll see you soon